Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good afternoon. It's Friday, October 29th, and happy Halloween weekend. This is Chickie Fitzgerald with the Executive Girlfriends Group, and it is my pleasure to introduce our guest today. Uh, I had invited... Uh, Chris Bradshaw uh, to to join us. Chris is one of our board members and one of our newest members and uh, actually one of our newest corporate sponsors is Plum Life. And we are just very, very honored today to have Reagan. And is it Fearon? Is that how you pronounce it, Reagan? That's right, Reagan Fearon. Okay, great. Um, You know, I feel like I know you because Chris has been talking about you uh, and I've been in and out of Dallas a a number of times over the last few months or last few years and have wanted to meet you but haven't been able to. So it's so great to talk to you. So I'm going to have Chris uh, just do her quick introduction um, and different people will beep in and join while we're uh, on this recorded portion of the call, but we'll catch them at the end for their introductions. So Chris, uh, again, we we have... uh, one new person today, so why don't you go ahead and give your background just like everyone else has. Absolutely. Chris Bradshaw, live in Dallas, Texas, and was in the travel industry my whole life, I think, until about a year and a half ago when I joined Reagan with this um, opportunity that we're going to share with you. And I have a husband and two dogs that are very good walking companions, a 12-year-old German Shepherd and his great-great-nephew who is nine months old. Okay, great. And Chris uh, is also one of the founding uh, members of the Executive Girlfriends Group. In fact, uh, she was kind of the catalyst because uh, I have this entrepreneurial history, which um, has led me uh, in, into a, a number of different be- ventures. But during one of my most difficult ventures, uh, I would call Chris every Friday afternoon on my way home from work, and you know she would kind of talk me down off the ledge. And I said to her uh, on actually on uh, National Girlfriends Day two years ago, you know, we really ought to institutionalize this, and that's how uh, the Executive Girlfriends Group was born. So, Chris, thank you for your role in that and for your role in my life. So, Regan, um, how about if you give us your background, and and if you can give us a little bit more fulsome background, I would love to hear that. Sure. Well, first of all. Um Tiki, your, your training of Chris was great because that's what she does for me on an almost daily basis. <laughs> ah, talking <laughs> you down off the ledge. So we've had a great time together, and I feel blessed that she's joined my team. But my background is um, I am from Dallas. I'm a Dallas native, and I am uh, married to a craniofacial surgeon and have three daughters, a 17-year-old by my first marriage, and then twins who are eight. So I straddled kind of two worlds with them. And um, my family is active philanthropically in Dallas, so I run our family uh, charitable giving. And I have been, uh, I'm professionally an educator, was an early childhood educator for the first portion of my life, Um, a teacher, then a counselor, then a school head, and then a consultant. And um, have been very active in, in, at the board level in Dallas, 
um, on a number of large nonprofits and one for-profit bank. Um, and so I was juggling all of those hats uh, when I decided that there had to be a better way to do the juggling that I was doing, and that's what launched me into um, the thought process around Plum Life, and I can elaborate on that if you'd like a little bit later, but, um, but that is who I am. Okay. Well, it is just so great to have you. As I said, Chris has been keeping me apprised of your progress and, you know, having been through the fundraising process and, and the self, uh, self-funding self process, which uh, has uh, possibly turned out to be much more painful than the fundraising process, um, you know, I, I really can feel for, for where you have been over the course of this project. So, when you first uh, had this notion about needing more organization in your life, how did you actually take it from the concept in your head and, and identifying that need to actually getting to the place where you were ready to start writing your requirements and, and getting it uh, you know, from dream to reality? Um, so the, I'll try and make it the medium-long version and not the really long version, but um, I was so frustrated um, with the amount of energy, not so much time, but just mental energy it was taking me to um, just organize stuff, the stuff of life, not my board work, not my fundraising, not any of the stuff that was sort of higher level thinking, but all of the minutia that we all do, whether we have kids or not, around um, keeping up a household, making sure there's food on the table, coordinating with our partner or spouse or parents or kids or all of the above, and it was all that coordination and communication and the details of life that I realized uh, that was the part I was frustrated about. And so I started down the path to write a book, um, which I decided was too whiny. <laughs> all I was doing was complaining. So I stopped myself about halfway through that and said, now wait a minute, what is it and what could make it better? And so I really went through a self-analysis and said, what exactly is it that is causing you challenge? And what I determined was um, it was there There wasn't, I, I'm the calendar queen, everybody knows that, and so I live with my calendar, as I'm sure all of you do, And but the calendar was only the first step of everything I had to do, and there wasn't a, a uniform place or way to deal with the rest of the stuff. So, you know, notepads, sticky notes to do on my phone or whatever, very spread out, very disjointed, and um, I, I realized I was chasing my tail a lot. So just to give you all an example of what, you know, is a, a, something you'll identify with. So I put on the calendar, my example is a child going to a birthday party, and that's just, that's easy. It Can she go, yes or no? Then I have to figure out who's buying the birthday present and wrapping it, and how is she getting there, and how is she getting home, and who else is involved, and, and who's going to remind her to take her socks that morning because it's a skating party. And all of those ancillary pieces uh, were being held in my head or put on little notes, and I was spending so much time reminding myself to remember all of those little pieces. <laughs> so... Um, I realized that was a missing link. Why can't the calendar have a place to hold all that? Well, it does. It's a note. But the notes don't do anything, and they don't remind me, and they don't help me close that loop. So that was a piece of it. And um, so, so the exercise I went through is what are the problems and what would solve those problems? And, and my recurring thought as I was describing the, the issues for me 
I kept saying, you know, these are things that computers do for us. This is, this is um, processes. This is, you know, can't somebody write a macro for this? And so that's where I got to the whole software piece. I thought, you know, and of course, way back then, I was thinking it was just a simple little macro that I was going to write. Right. Um, and uh, knowing nothing about software, by the way, uh, knowing enough to be really dangerous about, about an Excel spreadsheet was about all I knew. Um, <laughs> well, some of us who know a lot about it still feel like we only know enough to be dangerous. Right. So it was, that was the process, Chicky. It was just a, um, I, I you know, set myself down and, and said, what is it and what would make it better? And then the next step was, well, okay, there's got to be something out there. Um, and so I spent about a month, you know, surfing the Internet, looking around, looking at some of the business products that you all probably use in your various worlds, project management and that sort of thing, thinking, okay, it's not real different from business, a small business or a large business, and so perhaps there's a way I can tweak some business application to make it work for the work that happens around home. And, of course, nothing quite works. Um, even the calendars don't quite work for a full, robust life that includes a, a amalgamation and integrated work and home and family and friends' life. Um, so, you know, okay, no, there's nothing out there that really suits what I need. And it was neither in the in the business world nor in the sort of family management world. There was nothing over there. So you have sort of extremes. In the business world, the processes are very different. and. Um, the analogy that I use is that the, the workflow and the processes that happen at Hunt Oil are very sophisticated, and the workflow and the processes that happen at Neiman Marcus are sophisticated in a different way. And so the software that's going to solve Neiman Marcus's problems is very different from the software that's going to solve Hunt Oil's problems. And nobody had done anything or given any thought to the workflow around home and, and family and friends. Um, so the family management side of the equation, if you look at any of the family management tools, they are so insulting because they think that the world outside of our office is all about uh, grocery lists and photo albums. <laughs> and, um, of course, we all know it's more than that. So um, then the final piece of the equation and was, okay, well, I must just have a really complicated life. And, of course, I knew that wasn't true. I knew that everybody has busy lives in different ways. So I started doing some surveying, um, both informal and formal, to confirm the fact that there is nothing special about me and that everybody's life is busy in different ways, but we're all busy. And um, so there's a market. I think there's a need. And, okay, let me see what I can do about that. So that's, that's the adventure that got me to the writing of uh, what a product might look like. Rebecca. Got it, got it. Well, Chris, how in the world did she rope you in? <laughs> okay, because you, you had, I, I had actually roped you in, uh, you know, to work with, uh, well, we weren't called Solutions at the time, we were called T2 Impact, uh, to be on the build team for Lost. Vegas.com, but even though that was a startup venture, it was very, very well funded for, at least from our perspective, when we were consultants who were hired in to build it, and you had ended up getting a contract to be the president, and you had run the company until it was sold, and so, you know, even though you have an entrepreneurial spirit, you had always had some 
pretty sure income along the way. And so here you are asked, you know, to step off the precipice, and I don't know who was going to talk you down off the ledge, but what what was it that got you uh, to make that move? You know, um, when I first met Reagan, we met for coffee, and two men in my life that I've worked with in the past both suggested that I meet her and work with her. And had both suggested to me independent of each other. Mm, wow. So I went for coffee, and at the time I was unemployed, and I had some really nice interviews that I was working on. So I met her. I thought it was an interesting idea, but she had no idea what she was was taking on, right? I mean, she, she knew she was building something. She knew it was bigger than her, but it really hadn't quite hit her what was happening. And so selfishly, personally, I said, you know what? While I'm interviewing, why don't I just come hang out with you for a while? And so I spent about two days a week, two or three days a week for a few weeks, just sitting with her and, you know, starting from the beginning. She had all this wonderful stuff being built, um, but it didn't have an infrastructure. It didn't have anything around it. She had kind of one-off marketing um, teams that had come in and out, but nobody had sat back and said, okay, let's look at this in a holistic fashion and let's figure out what we're going to do with this and how we're going to kind of go forward and what things the company needs as a whole. So we sat down, figured out, who, you know, started figuring out who we are, were, what we are, et cetera, and I left a bunch of deliverables for her, kind of just one-off little projects that would help her move forward. And finally one day I went home to my husband and I said, I'm having too much fun. Aww. I'm enjoying myself too much. I truly believe this thing can work. So let's sit down. Let's look at our finances. Let's look at what we're doing and see how we can move forward and let me be happy. Let me be doing something I love to do. And not traveling. Exactly. And not traveling. Reagan's house happens to be a mile and a half (laughs) from my house. And we met at my local coffee shop. So we had a you know long talk. We figured out that it would work, and this would actually be you know pretty good. And I went back the next day to Reagan and said, "I'm going to stop the interviewing. I'm going to stay here with you. So let's work this out." And um, I've been very very happy that I did that, and it's been a wonderful adventure. I mean, we're still on the roller coaster. We we are not you know out of the woods and clear yet at all. But we've had some amazing experiences and um, had to make some really tough choices about products that we spent lots of money on and um, then have not put out for sale. Um, All sorts of just, you know, the things that happen when you're out and and trying to, you know, work in a marketplace that, especially in software, is moving so terribly fast. Right, right. Well, let's let's talk about kind of the progression and and you know having just been through a similar kind of startup from a great concept that you know like everybody and their brother should love and and want. 
um, you know, I learned a whole bunch of those lessons the hard way. And, and some of those have to do with product positioning and naming. And I know you guys have been kind of a, around uh, this whole issue of, of how you should name the product. And I'll just share, you know, that we just came through and Rebecca's on the phone, uh, you know, who was part of this journey with me of building a road trip planner. and But the product actually did a whole lot more than that, but we named it Road Trip Wizard out of the gate because we were launching on Travelocity. And and so, you know, as you look at the different names that you wanted to do for your product, I know some of them maybe were a little bit more niche and limiting than others. I happen to absolutely love Plum Life. Life. I think that's just a, a marvelous name. But talk to me, Reagan, about that that marketing thought process that you and your team went through to come up with what what the product name was going to be. Okay. Sure. So it started, you know, it started with me at my desk and what am I going to call this thing that people keep asking me, what am I working on? <laughs> and right. at that point, you know, I was thinking I'm a mom. That was one of my roles at that point, and I'm running an office. And this tool that I'm thinking of in my brain is not unlike an amalgam like Microsoft Office. So the first name was Mom's Office Suite. And... Mm. Um, I'm not sure I ever really thought that would be the name of the product that I developed or even of the company, but it was just sort of a name for me and what I was doing. Right. Um, so that's how I started, and that you know I incorporated that name, and that's how I started funding things. Um, and so I was marching happily along, uh, still very much in the planning stages of writing the software and you know what's it going to be and all that sort of stuff. And then um, fast forward, I don't know, maybe 10 months, 12 maybe a year, and the software is being written, and so now I'm sort of taking my mind off of the product development and moving on to, okay, how are we going to market this thing? And um, did some work with some firms, and I had the feeling, this was something that I felt pretty strongly about, that the word mom... um, was both limiting and somewhat pejorative. Yes, I was, I was going to say. World when I had done all this exploring around the family management world, and I so desperately did not want to be lumped into the grocery list and um, photo album clan. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's just not the choice that I wanted to make for myself. So right. I knew the name Mom had to not be a part of it. Sorry, my phone's ringing. Um, so we engaged a firm to help us come up with what would be the right name. And at this point, um, I had a couple people around the table. This is not there at this point yet. So we worked through the process with this firm to um, come up with a name that we knew needed to be positive and encouraging. And we knew that our that you know again I'm, I was modeling the customer after me because at that point that's what I was bringing to the table is um, you know knowing exactly who our customer is was um, and so we knew that our customer already self-identified as organized so we wanted to be sure that our name conveyed that we acknowledge that and that this was just a further a tool in your toolbox to make you feel better about your organization. So the name we came up with at that juncture was um, Got It Together, as in I've Got It Together. 
And so that was a very positive. Um, we loved that. We had a until you put it all together and see the word that emerges out of the middle of it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and, and the fact that it's long, and the fact that there's a double T when you type. And right. then, um, but we're still going with it at this point. I mean, we're still thinking, okay, it's it's good, it's fine, and we have this cute logo, and we're excited about that. And then, long about this time, Chris enters the scene, and it, it sort of began to dawn up on us that the name was too long. That um, and the real problem was that members of our team kept using, kept saying, "Get it together." which, of course, is demeaning. And so when, you know, our lawyers and various people couldn't remember that the name was Got It Together, um, we decided that was a really bad thing. <laughs> so at that point, um, and at that point, Chris has been at the table, and then the, uh, we had a wonderful um, third wheel with us for a while who, whose background was marketing, and um, she then said so we should stop this is not right, we're at the point where we've got to make a change. And so she, by name Laura Hobbs, took us through an exercise, which I'm going to let Chris talk about, to get us to what we hope is the right name. Um, and there was even a little hiccup along the way there. But I'm going to turn it over to Chris to take you on the next part of the adventure. Great. So when we realized that got it together slash get it together slash whatever was not going to work and for so many reasons, like we said. Um, we wanted to make sure that this time, whenever we figured out what the name was, it would stick. So we took a big step back. And one of the things that had been happening while we had realized that got it together wasn't going to work was we'd been acquiring potential names. And people had been feeding us names, and Reagan had been looking at names, and we had, by the time we were ready to look for our next name, a stash of about a thousand potential names. Oh dear. Exactly. Oh dear. So, so we said, okay, we have to take a step back, and we've got to do this and make it stick. So, how are we going to do this? And we, and Laura took us through a process that I think you can probably find online, and a process of, you know, the, a traditional kind of brand architecture product process of what are the attributes, um, what, you know, what kind of emotions do you want to have um, go through the person as they say this name, you know, all of these kinds of things. What are the values? What's your positioning? Um, what's the essence of the brand? At one point, we even looked at um, pictures of women and picked from those pictures of famous women which ones we thought we want we would want to be a spokesperson for mm -hmm. um, the the company, right? And why? So we had to analyze. You know, if we t if we thought that Oprah, for example, was a good spokesperson for Plum Life, what was it about Oprah? But at the time, we didn't know it was Plum Life. But um, so she took us through all of that, and she brought together a, a group of women, potential, yeah, potential clients, right, potential customers for an afternoon, laid all the names out on the walls, and then had us go through an exercise of analyzing those names as to which ones for each of these attributes survived. 
So if the attribute was that we wanted to be, um, you know, convey a feeling of balance, you know, okay, here was a bunch of words that disappeared. And I was trying before this meeting to find some of the old words and some of the old stuff, but I couldn't get my hands on it. <laughs> so um, Well, I, I think you certainly hit on the right one, so uh, oh, the, the need you. to hang on to those. You know, and we, we ended up probably at the end of the session with five names, four or five names, and then we took those four or five names through another very rigorous process and ended up in the end with Plum Life. And then we had to describe Plum Life to ourselves and determine if Plum Life would we, and we had a few other kind of um, back-of-the-envelope tests we had, which was, okay, we want to advertise our product in Vanity Fair, for example. Would we be a, we're proud or ashamed of the name if it was sitting on a page in the back of Vanity Fair? Would it convey the image of the company and the product that we wanted it to convey? And that was one of the tests that finally made us, you know, bite the bullet and get rid of got it together. Was that got it together just, you couldn't picture an ad for Got It Together in the back of Vanity Fair. Right. Right? But that's where we wanted to be, and that's the customer that we wanted to attract. So we, we set up all of those different things, and we finally came to Plum Life, and Plum Life had ended up on this list of 1,000. Um, one of our investors had sent it in, and we were able to follow back through and find out where the word had come from and thank her for having provided it in that list that we, you know, went through. So Plum Life, we took through all of the different exercises that we, that we um, the way we learned that Got It Together was not a good thing. We took Plum Life through all of those exercises to see if it had any of these faults, you know, and we checked it out online. Was it going to bring up any kind of bad things, you know? Was it going <laughs> to do anything else? What other names are out there? We did all of that rigorous, rigorous stuff. And um, and found that you know it was going to work, and we even had we even uh, went out and bought the URL. But previous to that, we had the URL we had a URL called the Plum Life, and that was perfectly acceptable as well. We would have been happy with that if we had not been able to buy the actual PlumLife.com URL, which we were right. Well, Chris, as you know, and, and I'll never forget the story that was told to us by, by the uh, newspaper folks in Las Vegas who had originally purchased LasVegas.com, and they actually had to get on an airplane and fly, I believe it was, to Iceland, because the guy who owned it was, you know, somewhere way, you know, off in the hinterlands, and, and uh, they didn't pay very much for the URL, but it was worth its weight in gold, uh, you know, as far as the ease of use, and I, I think that the length of the URL is is really an important component here. And the other thing is that the meaning of the words won't ever really change. You know, uh, you know, plum is a juicy, attractive fruit. The color scheme gives you a great color palette to work with. And you know, life is is where we all are. And I, I love the tagline you guys uh, ended up with. And I, I'm sure you went through just as rigorous a process for that of conquer the details. And you know, I think most of us just have. Uh, and, and Reagan, as you were telling the story of, of managing all those little things, and how calendaring is only the first step of everything that you do, is 
so on target. And I think about my own life and not having an administrative assistant. Uh, Rebecca and I were driving to our meeting this morning, and I was telling her that my vision for you know 2011 is to be able to afford an assistant to do all the things that she and I both have to do, you know, to keep the company running. So, and that you know, fortunately, my husband does all the other stuff, but I can't wait to introduce Plum Life to him because. <laughs> You know, he's actually the one who does all those things. And I remember Chris and I having an early discussion, you know, when the product was really, you know, focused on moms. And I said, but wait a minute, in my house, it's always been the dad or the nanny. You know, we haven't had a nanny for three years, but, you know, Michael plays many of those same roles. So uh, I'm really, really excited. And I'm, I'm especially excited that you guys trust us enough to entrust the Plum Life membership to the Executive Girlfriends group to give it a try. And I've been running so fast and furious, I haven't gotten out the email to everyone. Um, but uh, what I'm going to do is put together a, a little video that helps them envision uh, how they can use it and how to sign up for it. So uh, hopefully that will be coming out early next week to all of our Executive Girlfriends group members that renew their 2011 membership will uh, get that one-year uh, trial of Plum Life. And I am quite certain that they will get completely hooked um, because well, just in that, yeah, great. just in testing it out. I mean, again, I mean, you're right. It's it, it's not just oh, we've got to go to the birthday party. But I thought you were going to get the birthday present. No, I thought you were going to get the birthday present. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to how it will simplify our lives because my husband is actually working on getting his insurance license, and you know, and he keeps looking at me like, okay, so what are you going to do now that I'm out working? <laughs> Well, also, Tiki, what I was going to say is, um, you know, it's sort of counterintuitive, but the more people you have helping you, whether they're paid people like an assistant or a spouse or a neighbor or a sister or a mother-in-law, whatever, it actually makes things more complicated. Yes, yes. Um, and so, you know, the other piece of the puzzle is the whole communication with all those people, and, auto and so Plum Life attempts to automate that as well. Mm. Um, so, you know, I'm fortunate I have an assistant, but <laughs> we're still managing ourselves and still making sure we're communicating everything. Right. And, um, and Plum Life helps because she has a visual of what I have remembered to do and right. can catch the things that perhaps I haven't, where formerly those were in my head and she was guessing whether I'd remembered to do various things or not, and exactly. vice versa. So, um, so as much as more help is great it also at a certain level complicates things you yeah. have to be more organized to have people help you yeah is isn't that the rub well reagan i have one last question uh for you and i i will pose the same question to chris what has been your biggest surprise about taking something from concept uh to implementation about the whole oh, i've done so many um <laughs> I, i'm gonna have to choose the last one <laughs> <laughs> the, most the most recent one that's, that's in our face. Um, I mean, like Chris described perfectly where I have been and perhaps still am in terms of not um, fully appreciating the complexity of this business that's being built. But the, the latest um, um, new wrinkle um, is the way we are delivering the service or selling the service, actually. I, I never really contemplated in this technological world and with our customer who is not afraid of technology um, that we wouldn't just, you know, it would be online and people would, you know, originally they were going to download it. Now they don't even have to download it. 
And so we would be doing SEO and SEM and all that sort of stuff that I was learning about. And just recently we have um, determined that the right thing for us is to go to an actual sales force of um, primarily women, not exclusively women, who um, help take the message out. And so we are um, embarking upon being in the quasi-direct sales world. We're, we're not mm-hmm. to jump in with both feet yet, but but I just never would have imagined that that would be part of the mix of this business. But here we are. <laughs> and, Chris, I know you knew a lot about uh the startup business, both from, you know, again, our, our fairly well-funded startup at LasVegas.com and then kind of living uh, vicariously through uh, me and through Rebecca and others who were working on Leisure Logics. What's been your biggest surprise? I think, actually, again, the recent things are the ones that um, are top of mind. And so for me, one of my biggest surprises actually is peripheral to the business. But it's the fact that I've been doing a lot of networking in order to find out where our customers are here in Dallas and how to get into them. And I found out that if I wanted to, just going to women's only networking events, I could be networking Monday through Friday, breakfast, lunch, and dinner in this town. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and after in this town. And that absolutely... um, Warned me when I figured that out, and I've not even touched the, the I've not touched the surface of the opportunities for mentoring. But the thing that went hand in hand to that was I have been handed off very carefully from people who've met me in some of these places to people that can help me, and just been handed off and handed off and handed off, and had people who have absolutely nothing to gain, and have sat with me and advised me and told me exactly where to go, who to meet, who to hook up to, and what to do in order to watch us succeed. And that's just been just, I, I mean, I'm, I'm speechless sometimes with some of the gifts of time and thoughtfulness that, that, I've, that I've received. And so that's been fascinating, especially for someone like many of you who doesn't, who's never really had a good local network because our jobs and our work for so many years have taken us traveling and taken us outside of our own neighborhoods. Right, and, you know, I loved it that when we first launched the Executive Girlfriends Group platform, uh, which was launched uh, about six or eight months after we started the group, uh, there was a component of the the platform that Sabre uh, allows us to use called Cubeless.com where you put in your, your kind of couple of word elevator story brand. And at the time, Chris was unemployed. And so she was in Dallas for the first time for a long time because she had been commuting uh, to Las Vegas for so long. And she put as her brand loving life locally. And I, I think it's really fitting, Chris, that uh, – you know that's actually blossomed for you, yeah. and that you you embrace that. And I mean, you've always been so great about getting integrated into what's going on. I mean, I, I watched you do that in Las Vegas, uh, you know, which was kind of a natural part of being part of LasVegas.com because you were promoting local businesses, so that made sense. But you know, you could have taken a totally different approach with Plum Life because it's not just a product for Dallas women. Obviously, it's it's a, a product that could and will be used globally. I'm sure. 
And so it's just exciting to be a part of the story, even even peripherally. And I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, you know helping you launch within uh, our world. And and I know that the Executive Girlfriends Group women have uh, certainly a lot of people within their sphere of influence. And as uh, I know Chris Bradshaw knows, but uh, Reagan, you may not know this. Um, every time we get executive women together, particularly in the travel industry, uh, and, and we've been part of something called the Executive Women's Forum at a major industry conference for the last 10 years, we always ask the question, how many of you are the prim- primary breadwinner in your household? And invariably, it's at least 90%. And of those who have children, you know, their husbands, uh, as you might expect, are the ones who are, are taking care of the home front. And so, you know, I think we certainly have an amazing network within not only the the travel industry part, but now the Executive Girlfriends Group, which is much broader than the travel industry. We have still have about 50 or 60 percent that are, are kind of core travel agency and or not travel agencies, I, pardon me, travel industry. And then, you know, we've got other businesses that are both ancillary to the business and then also people who are, are uh, in out in the rest of the world. <laughs> so... Thank you guys so, so much for sharing your story. And, and Reagan, I, I still can't wait to meet you. I don't have any uh, immediate plans to get to Dallas, but I'm hoping that will change shortly. Well, I look forward to meeting you as well. Your name's echoed around here as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I wish you guys all the success in the world, and you know we will do whatever we can. Uh, it's funny because, Chris, I was uh, taking a look at what you guys have done on Twitter uh, the last couple of days, and I, I uh, looked at who you were following and who was following you. And I could see that network and the very, very specific work you've done. Uh, Again, a lot of people don't use Twitter for B2B, but you've done a remarkable job. And I don't know whether Laura was the one who who guided you in that, but whoever did uh, gave you really, really great advice. So if anybody uh, is curious as to how to use Twitter for B2B networking, look at Chris Bradshaw at Twitter. Uh, and also, uh, I believe you guys do have Plum Life on Twitter as well. And the Plum Life. It looks like you have both. So uh, anyway, take a look at that if you want to see how to use it. They also have a presence on Facebook. So if you are a Facebook user, you can search for Plum Life and follow their page. Um, you can also just check out the product at www.plumlife.com. Um, but I will be sending out the joining instructions uh, for egg members. If you are not yet an egg member and would like to join, uh, one of the benefits will be a Plum Life membership. So that is www.executivegirlfriendsgroup.com. But in the meantime, do check it out because the product is really, really amazing. And I'm looking forward. Actually, I'm home all next week, so I'm going to have time to actually get immersed in it and uh, have have some interest in it for a couple of our, our projects that we're working on. So thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. You and anybody else who tries it will give us feedback. We're very interested, even if it's not the right product for you at that whatever point of life you're in. Um, you know, any reactions, any feedback at all, positive or negative or constructive or not, we'd love to hear. Absolutely, absolutely. And I hope you guys will keep us posted on your product development activity. Um, You do each have a a blog page on your profile. It's a very, very simple blog editor. You don't have to know anything special. But as you uh, do special things, Chris, I hope you will get that posted on your blog because then then we can uh, follow along with you guys and, and see what you're up to. 
Thank you. Great. Thanks so much. All right. And you're welcome to stay for the rest of the call, but I am going to turn off the recording because what's set on the egg call stays on the egg call. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.